Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So excited. Yes. So, so happy. Welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose. Where two black ass girls invade the whitest show on earth. Bachelor Bachelor in Paradise. Paradise. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And we just watched week four, Mm -hmm. right? Of Paradise. Um, A lot of mess. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of mess, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was a really good episode, uh, mm-hmm. like past two episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's just get right into it. What was your initial thoughts? Sure. Um, so my initial thought was like, okay, now this is actually getting really good. Now I see why people are addicted to Bachelor in Paradise. See? And why people like wait for it. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, okay, I see why people are watching this. Now I see why people like tune in every week and mm-hmm. are out here really excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really happy that my boo got some screen time, Eric. Mm-hmm. Forgot he was even in paradise. Goddamn. Um, even though he was up to his fuck nigga tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and Angela, I would say welcome to dating niggas. I don't know if you're new here, but this is uh, <laughs> this is sometimes how it goes, girl. Oh. So welcome. The white niggas out here doing the same shit, though. They will. They will. <laughs> But as they, soon well, as I, they are the white they guys, are, just as bad. But the way Eric was talking, I was mm-hmm. like, "Ooh, I think I've he- actually heard that before." Mm-hmm. It was a black. <laughs> like, oh, I woke up and the sun's shadows changed my <laughs> opinion of how I feel in this relationship. You know, the sun's shadows. Uh-huh. That's how niggas be talking. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Angela, so welcome to the club, um, and. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to have a soapbox moment. I'm going to have one. Ooh, really? Yeah. Yes, I love a good Justine soapbox. <laughs> Let me sit down for a second, please. <laughs> what about you, friend? Um. Okay, so first and foremost, I have a really bad cough, y'all. Let me just put that out there. Oh, yeah. So I'm doped up on Robitussin. <laughs> I'm sucking on lozenges. Um, I have a big thing of water next to me. So I apologize if I'm coughing in your ear on this episode. Um, anyways, initial thoughts. 
your show idea, Bachelor in Therapy, needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, dead ass. There's so many people who need real therapy on this show. Yeah. And this do. is speaking from somebody who is in therapy. Like, I know. I go to therapy every week. It is yep. fabulous. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Dr. Olson. Like, I love her. <laughs> so, this is no shade. Like, I'm all on therapy, but there's a lot oh, of people yeah. on the show who really need help. Benoit really showed his ass this episode. I'm mean, gonna get into him later. I was gonna say, like, I hope we get into it because oh, yeah. my man, my man, <laughs> my man. Like, I will therapy you. Like, if, All if right? you can't, if you can't find somebody, you don't even need a doctor. You just need like, somebody to talk with to. Sense. <laughs> Someone to ask a couple active questions. I don't know. Um, Annalise, we already know her bullshit. Oh boy, yeah. Kevin. Kevin revealed that he's in therapy because he's been twice a week. Yeah, which, Kevin, what kind of insurance you got? Oh no, he has a he's Canadian. A fireman. Canadian insurance. And he's Canadian. Exactly. Oh my god, you guys are so lucky. He's going to therapy as many times as he wants a week. Yeah, <laughs> damn. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's just a lot of people who are like very desperate for love, mm-hmm. but are searching for. They're searching for people to fill their voids. They're yeah. very, you can tell a lot of people just not very complete in themselves. Yeah. And they have no business being on paradise. Right. It's like very unhealthy for them to actually be here. And so yeah, Bachelor in Therapy, I'm all for that show. Oh my God, that would be so fun. <laughs> that would be amazing and much needed. Um, that's the first thought. Second thought, which I'm definitely going to get into this. I feel so disrespected by the way that Jubilee and the John... Ooh. foolishness played out or lack mm. thereof played out yeah, yeah. just Nothing a slap in the face to anybody watching the show who gave a shit about jubilee and john mm-hmm. and you made us sit through countless hours of tea and colton bullshit that oh we've been telling you up and down on twitter that we were tired of the we're tired <laughs> of seeing it but y'all don't give a shit so no but i'll save that for later on okay and then lastly leo Leo is every woman's worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Like the the very like he's packaged into one. (laughs) (laughs) Like all of our fears and that he's the personification of that. I fear for the safety and well being of any woman who enters into a relationship with him. Oh yeah. Like their emotional, mental, physical safety around Mm -hmm. this man because he is just toxic. Mm -hmm. He's really scary, yeah. actually. Like, there's so many, like, trigger, not even just red flags, like, just scary mm-hmm. tendencies that he presented in this episode that um, was really just making me want to run for help, and I'm not even in danger, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, those are my initial yeah, thoughts. I agree with all of them. So, before we get into the recap, of course... First and foremost, we have to say, rate, review, subscribe. We say it every weekend. Every weekend. We say this every (laughs) week. We need the podcast to grow for us to continue to do it. Yes. So, I mean, just put it right out there. For us to keep doing this, we want the community to keep building, keep growing. Spread the word. Tell a friend. Retweet us. Mm -hmm. Interact with us on Facebook. Share us on Facebook. Send the link to your auntie. (laughs) 
Just spread, spread the Your word. Your grandma. Spread we've been hearing about grandmas listening to this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. We've had grandmas write yes. to us. <laughs> yep. So please continue to spread the word. As I said, we need the podcast to grow for us to continue to do this. So we rely on you guys to rate, review, subscribe, and spread the word. Um, so that's the first thing. Secondly, if you're not already following us on Twitter, if you're new to the podcast, we are live on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Our handle is the number two BLK girls, the number one Rose. Also very proud of all the dialogue that's been happening on our Twitter feed. Yeah. A lot of lots of positive, <laughs> harmony, um, positive conversation. Yes, like full on dialogues <laughs> yes. of like social justice issues on our timeline. It is making me so proud yeah. and just beautiful to read. So love you guys who are engaging in all of that. Mm-hmm. Um our email. our email is the number two black girls the number one rose <coughs> at gmail.com we do email call outs almost every episode so listen in for if you're in a crazy situation and email us and let us know and hit us up on facebook as well mm-hmm. um okay so quick announcement very exciting announcement mm-hmm. um last season with ari justine and i did a two-part episode series called the nice for what to these niggas part one and two <laughs> If you haven't listened to them from last season, go and do that. Um, on the on these episodes, we did a deep dive into you know, like different themes that came up on Ari's season, and we just dissected the shit out of it. The both of us shared a lot of our own personal dating and relationship stories, um, and they were really fun episodes to do. So we're doing that again for Becca season slash Bachelor in Paradise, and so we wanted to announce to everybody our themes. Um, our upcoming themes for the episodes because we are also adding another component and that we want to do a mailbag episode very exciting we already tell you guys to email us all your mess Um, but we want to do a full episode um, where we where we answer questions Mm -hmm. that you guys send into us related to dating relationships life um, any questions that you have that relate to any of the themes that we talk about um, we would love you to send that into us um, and that episode we'll be doing on September 24th. So you have a full-on month to send mm-hmm. us um, your questions. But the themes that we're going to be discussing, and these are the- for part one, these are themes from Becca's season. Five themes. First theme is what we call everyday bigots. <laughs> <laughs> so dealing with the garrets of the world, mm-hmm. whether it's dating, work, just the kind of casual nonsense people with yeah. very differing beliefs mm-hmm. than you microaggressions um, if you will microaggressions that may come up yes the everyday bigots mm-hmm. <laughs> so send us your questions um second theme is we're going to dissect all the toxic masculinity that was presented on Becca season mm-hmm. the chris gospel chrises of the world the leos of the world mm-hmm. Um, would love for you to guys to send in your questions, concerns, things that have come up in your life as it relates to that topic. Third theme, um, we called it dating the nice guy. Mm-hmm. The Venmo Johns of the world. The Clays. The Clays. Yeah. The grocery store Joes. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about our experiences with those types of guys and kind of talk about, you know, do nice guys finish last? Do we women need to stop talking about how we want a man with an edge and actually just date Venmo John? <laughs> like, 
So we'll be talking about that. Please send us in your questions. Um, fourth theme um, is people and their words. So men or women and their empty words. We had a lot of poets on this mm. on Becca season. Mm-mm. A lot of people just talking foolishness. Yeah. Garrett trying to string words together <laughs> to build the statement. The little he has the little vocabulary that he has um so yeah we want to talk about actions versus words Mm -hmm. and which is more important and things that have come up for us in our lives um again send us in your questions and then the last theme um we're calling this something old something new so this theme is related to whether you know you date someone who's familiar Mm -hmm. you date what you're comfortable with um, so, you know, Becca choosing Garrett, someone who reminds her of home, or is it better to date someone who's a little risky or maybe presents something that you're not used to? So something old, something new, which is better. Um, but send us in your questions. What's happening in your real life right now? Mm-hmm. What do you need help with? I will, I will try to help you. Yeah. And <laughs> I need I... help myself, but I will try. <laughs> and I am really excited to hear your guys' questions about not only dating and romantic relationships, but also work. Because Natasha and I have very different work experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think that it would come in handy to answer your guys' questions, especially because you're from all around the world. What mm-hmm. you guys have dealt with in terms of especially ag- everyday bigots and toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. In the workplace? Woo! Huh. Love it. I know, I know there's ladies out there that got some, yes, <laughs> some stuff. Yes, I know. You stuff guys going have on with questions. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So please, um, those are the themes. Please send us in your questions. Again, that episode will be September 24th. So you have a full month to get it in. Mm-hmm. I urge you to please keep the emails brief. Uh, brevity is yeah. <laughs> like we don't need the whole background story no not the whole background story yeah, give us con- some context relative context yeah yes but we will be selecting you know a few to read on air and to mm-hmm. dissect um so quick and to the point would be great yes um so yeah that's that um now we do have some church announcements church announcements yay what about so, your program in the inbox this week we had a lot of love from lesbian bachelor nation i know i'm so excited now that i'm, I'm like privy too. to this group yeah yes. i don't even know <laughs> yeah i'm excited you guys are out here and you guys are listening to us i think this is great mm-hmm. um i thought it was really interesting uh marcia Forgive me if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Could be Marsha. But Mm -hmm. she said that she started watching The Bachelor to relate to her white heterosexual female co-workers. Yes. (laughs) Um, I think that's actually the easiest and fastest way to bond with white women is to start watching The Bachelor. (laughs) The Bachelor. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's a good, like, water cooler conversation if you're a person of color or lesbian. Just to watch watch that and have something to say. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but shout out to Katia, Rachel, Teresa, uh, Marsha, and Susie, um, who all Yay. emailed us with some great stuff this week and some love. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, also, just a note for the inbox in general, we've been getting a lot of emails, which we love. Thank Yay. you guys so much. Yeah, you've been listening to the call outs in the beginning and the end of the episode, which we love. Um, but we try to respond to everybody. 
but sometimes we just can't respond all the time. Uh, we read everything. So just everything. so you know, if you email the number two black girls, the number one rose at gmail.com, it's getting read by both of us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody, for the inbox, but you might not get a response. Yes. Don't take it personal. We just Don't get so many now. <laughs> yeah. Which is good. It's a good uh, problem to have. <laughs> it is. Yes. Um, and shout out, actually, to one of our uh, frequent inboxers lauren b the good one (laughs) um she actually asked us a question about what our list would be for the guys that we look for which we're going to table that for the nice for what discussions uh later on in september Mm -hmm. but she also asked us what we like about peter eric kenny and joe that we're so attracted to that you know we just know that they'd be our husbands Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and I think the reason she asked this too is because we're always talking about how like why don't these people know what they want they're coming Mm -hmm. out to paradise no one seems to have a clear idea of like what the hell they want so I think she's putting it back on us now so now we need to say you know why are our husbands our husbands or what do we see in them (laughs) yes Um, so I know for me for Eric and Kenny I really like a guy who is um, has a manly energy about him, but also doesn't take things too seriously. Because sometimes I can get in my feelings. Sometimes I can take things way too seriously. So I need somebody to kind of lift me up um, out of that mode. Um, also appreciate anyone who is spiritually involved. Um, mm. So Eric definitely falls in that category. Mm-hmm. Don't know if it's God. Don't know if it's the planets. Don't know <laughs> if it's uh, you know weed, but he is spiritually involved, <laughs> which I love. Um, and I am strangely attracted to uh, fathers over the age of thirty-five. <laughs> so there's Kenny. So there's Kenny. <laughs> and wrestlers. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> God. Yum. Uh, that's true. I forgot you're like big into glow, like women wrestling and I guess. I'm into women's wrestling I'm into, I'm into total divas mm-hmm. the men's side I don't know it gets a little funny with the makeup and the in the outfits but I can get <laughs> down with it I can do it you know, like little briefs they have on little <laughs> oh shiny magenta briefs <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for you so for I guess you could take Joe and also Peter Peter yeah so Peter I mean I've said before like the one thing I loved about Peter is that he was a realist in this kind of fantasy Mm -hmm. world, and he kind of turned the franchise on its head in a way that no other contestant really had done before, in my opinion. Um, And that he just, like, would not participate in the bullshit. (laughs) I think he came there, yeah, looking for love, but he's also, like, he was being very intentional in, like, his his courtship or whatnot with Rachel, Mm -hmm. and that he didn't need Rachel, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of the people mm. go on the show, they present this, like, I need this person. It doesn't even have to be Rachel. It could be anyone, and they would, like, be exactly. so in love with them. And I like that he he kind of had this confidence to him where he's like, I don't need her. I think she's mm-hmm. wonderful, and I'm here looking for love, but I can also just go home and find somebody else. And so some people don't like that. I like that because it, it, was, yeah. a, it was a confidence and, like, a... a 
a man who just like wasn't desperate <laughs> in a way that a lot of the people that go on these shows kind of reek of desperation <laughs> which i'm desperate i want love too but like i i want it to be intentional not just i'm in love with this person because exactly they are the person that's here for me all right um so that's why i love peter um and then joe i just like similar to peter joe is just so regular schmegular and mm-hmm not about this life in terms of like not like the he kind of like became the grocery store jones like figure but he didn't mm-hmm. he doesn't seem as someone who like came on for this reason even now on bachelor yeah. paradise he's like all right kendall if you don't give me a rose i'm just gonna go home like i don't need right. yeah because i don't need anybody i don't else. need any of this stuff so he's yeah. like very simple and like under the radar and just like a nice sweet person and mm-hmm. um i believe they're for the right reasons and yeah um, yeah, so that's why I love Joe. I think that's why most people love Joe, to be honest. Oh, yeah. And Joe in this episode also, like, brought Kendall down to real life. Mm-hmm. Brought her right back I home down. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks for your email. Yeah. Um, was that Lauren? Lauren B. Lauren B. Yep. B. Um, okay, quick Bachelor Nation news. Um, I don't know if you know this, Justine. So Courtney, no, what's going on? Courtney and Lily from Bachelor Winter Games have broken up. What? <laughs> yeah. No. So anyone who watched the Winter Games, they were the little Australian couple who were like very quirky and like funny and cute. Mm-hmm. And they, if you follow them, and I loved following them on Instagram. They've been basically traveling the U.S. by camper van for the last oh like God. eight months, and you know I love this, and you know oh this my is my God. dream life. <laughs> Oh my God. To go and back I and just... live in a van. Uh, I don't even know. I just have to FaceTime you, girl. I couldn't even meet you nowhere. It looks so fun. They look so in love and like so cute and just having fun they all over did. the U.S. in their little van. Um, but yeah, they broke up. They both posted like Instagram oh. stories, like singing each other's praises, but basically saying like it's been amicable and like we're going our separate ways after um, I think it's like eight months that they've been together. <laughs> so... Which is that pretty. Was it was only eight hey, months. That's pretty long in uh, this world here. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! This oh, is, wow. That was pretty damn good. Um, but yeah, so that is that. Another one bites the dust. But yeah, that's it for news. Time to okay. get into the recap. Yep. Dive on in. All right. Oh god. Just always feel so heavy going. <laughs> just so long. I know, because it's so long. So long. Oh so much God. content. So much to discuss. Um, okay, so recap from last week. So we kind of pick up from last week um, mm-hmm. where Benoit and Jenna had like a great date. And um, they, you know, were all making out and had a great old time. And they basically returned to Jordan like waiting in the pool (laughs) like waiting Mm -hmm. for jenna to return home so yeah so this week so just remember the women have the power this week Mm -hmm. so hence why jordan all episode is like running around frantically and like while everyone's like running frantically the men because they're like trying to make sure they secure rose um last week went on the date she came back to jordan in the pool he confesses his feelings yada yada so now the next day um, Jenna is cozying up on the daybed with Benoit, mm-hmm. and they are just hardcore making out. A tonguing down. Tonguing like, down. Yeah. And meanwhile, Jordan is up top talking with Joe, chatting about how, you know, Jenna's so great and what they have is so strong and how, you know, she came back from her date last night. We had a conversation. Everything went well. 
Then poor little Jordan turns his literally turns his head to the left. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> turns to the, left. to the left. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Got a tweet <laughs> reference. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god, just did one hit wonder tweet. No, no, shout out to Tweet. She like writes songs and does people background vocals. Oh, she does? She's like okay. Yeah, uh-huh, under her real name. She's like oh, she's dope. Tweet's out here. So yeah, so Jordan yep. looked over to the left and <laughs> literally saw Jenna and Benoit like tonguing down. Like, in the out. midst yep. of his conversation with uh, with Golden about everything's going great. Uh-huh. Um so yeah, so Jordan sees this. He he can't stop staring. It's like watching a car crash. Yeah. Like you, you don't want mm-hmm. to look, but you can't stop looking at this thing that is literally making, like, crushing you inside. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that, that love triangle is still going. Crystal and Chris. Ay, ay, ay. They are, you know, laying out, just talking bullshit to each other. It's just physical with those two. Right. I'm not seeing... Yeah. I don't know how they connect any other way. I don't way. understand. So, yeah, even during this conversation, she was talking about how she's been working on her glutes, and he's talking about, yeah, your yeah. ass is so nice. Like, all right. And I feel like both of them have pretty deep, like, family issues that they could talk about, mm. and I don't know why they're either not showing mm. it or they're not talking about that. Right. But, like, Chris's parents were divorced, and his dad hmm. didn't talk to him or something, right? Remember? Oh. Something. I don't yeah, know. I and then um, Crystal had a homeless brother. Like, that is something to talk yeah. about. <laughs> right. So uh, a lot of me here. A lot of conversation starters. Yeah. Like, lots, lots of stuff to relate to. Right. So I don't really know why they're just talking about her ass. Her ass. Or at least that's whatever. what they're showing. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But they definitely seem more heavy on the physical connection than anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Chris is talking about how they're potentially the strongest couple in paradise. You know? Allegedly. Um, and then a new arrival comes, <laughs> just like mm-hmm. clockwork. New arrival, and it is Connor. Mm-hmm. Connor from Becca season, and he says he is stoked to see Crystal. <laughs> I hate this word stoked. Yeah, me too. They use it a lot this season. Um, so Connor come. Connor looks good. Connor's looking good. He does. Yeah. He's got a great he body. Looks really good. Great mm-hmm. body. No chest hair, which I'm always a little weirded out by. Yeah, but he's 25, he's 25 so. so he's into the waxing or whatever. They haven't sprouted right. yet. Yeah. Um, his hair's looking. It's always very full. Full. Very full yes. and high. I'm not a fan of his yeah. hair. Just putting that out there. I'm a fan of the volume. I like the volume. I don't know if I'm a fan of style. the style. Though. Yes. I think he yeah. needs to do a, um, where the guys, they shave down the sides, and then they have this, like, a lot Ooh, happening yeah. up top. It's like that hot, like, yeah, hipster, like, haircut or whatever. He needs something. It's, like, yeah. too much volume all around, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he shows up. He is 25, so I'm already, like, mm, just young and not, t- not right? taking him seriously. Because Crystal's 30. Crystal's right? 30. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So, that's that. Um, so yeah, he comes down to the beach and literally the minute Crystal sees him, her face, face, she looks like she's like, she, one, she almost had a look like she's met him before. I don't trust none of these people. I know. I know. That was the first glimmer in her eye. I was like, oh, they've met before. They've DM'd or there's been something there already before. Communication. That was the first thing. 
But the second thing, yeah, her, she was like, oh my god, he's beautiful. Like, she literally forgot yep. about Chris in that moment. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and she admits, she admits to the cameras that she came to Paradise for Connor. Like, that was her, her mm. dude. So Connor, you know, he comes with a date card, so he's pulling people. He pulls Crystal aside. Um, and um, Chris, meanwhile, is talking to everybody, talking about she's not going on this date. Um, you know, why is she going to dabble? She has everything she needs with me. She's so <laughs> controlling. Like, oh, uh, my God. I'm control. Yeah, it's like controlling, but it's also like, uh, it's the same, like, masculine foolishness. Like, laying yeah, his dick on yeah. the table. Like, I'm the best. She ain't going to choose nobody. Like, I <laughs> I'm confident. I have nothing to worry about. Like. It's okay yeah, to admit it's... that you're, like, a little nervous. <laughs> it's okay, right, Chris. it's fine. Totally fine. Jesus. Um, so, yeah, so he's saying, talking a whole big talk. So, Crystal, she's talking with Connor, and she tells him flat out that she came to Paradise for him. She came to meet him. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's in this thing with Chris, and she's, like, a bit smitten by Chris, and basically says to him that she wants to stick with him like I'm gonna stick with Chris I wish I wish you the best um and so Crystal immediately runs and has a conversation with Chris and tells him like I choose you and um you know I'm not going on this date with Connor Chris is running around the island telling everybody like she's see I was right she ain't going on a date right like marching around um soon after that Crystal has a little conversation with Eric. Eric is like the spiritual guru who just... I know. I love <laughs> he this. brings enlightenment to people and makes them question their yeah. choices. Um, so she has a little little side convo with Eric how telling him that she turned down the date with Connor. And Eric basically was like, you know, why the fuck would you do something like that? Why would you do, why that? Would you do that? Yeah. And just in that moment Connor comes up to her again and asks her like look I want to go on this date I know you say you don't want to go you have this thing with Chris but I really think that we should go um and she accepts as she should should, I think because Chris is shaky I don't trust him she shouldn't trust him me either yeah she and she should be telling him one thing and then doing another he's the type to like that type of shit he's always the king of doing that shit Mm-hmm. Um, but also she came to paradise for Connor. So I feel like she owes right. it to herself to herself to go. Yeah. Um, and also I wish nothing but misery for Crystal. So. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> I was ecstatic. I was like, yes, Crystal run off. I can't stand Chris. <laughs> um, so yeah. So Crystal tells Chris she's going on the dates. This was a smooth 10 minutes after she said she was not going on the dates. <laughs> Uh-huh. Very yep. reminiscent of Chris telling Tia that she's the one, and ten minutes later making out with Crystal. So kissing Crystal. Karma mm-hmm. is a motherfucking bitch, Chris. There mm-hmm. you go. So Crystal and Connor go off on their dates. Their date card says something about something mystical or magical is gonna happen. Yeah. And they basically go to like some rem- like some remote area of the beach mm-hmm. or something, and there's like this shaman i guess doing prayers and rituals and yeah but, he, but i thought it was a really cool yeah that was interesting uh-huh. they didn't really give any context yeah. it was just them being buried no, in like this ritual no. so i don't really know what to say um so yeah they do this kind of cool little spiritual dates and then the next we see they're just in the ocean making out 
Yeah, and Crystal came to that date damn near nude. Oh yeah, she had on her little her little top. <laughs> little yeah, bit, I don't know if that was a top, top or a bathing suit. Like uh, probably a little bit both. That she just wore as mm-hmm. a top. Sure did. When you got a stomach like yeah. Crystal, you better be out here showing them I abs. Know. That's that's what I really appreciate about Crystal playing mm. this game is that she has, she's playing the game right. She's got like multiple dudes. <laughs> yeah. She's got her lies down. <laughs> like she just spreads her lies to the right people. <laughs> and she's got like a look about mm. her. She does this like hair scarf abuela mm, shit in the yeah. daytime. And then she's like nude at night. <laughs> like I just appreciate I really pre- this. I, I do. I appreciate her styling. She has a yeah. great body. She owns her body. She She's good yep. with the eye contact too. You notice? She gives mm-hmm. those little mm-hmm. bedroom eyes or whatever you want to call it. She's she props yep. herself up well on the day bed. She knows she the angle. Does. She yeah, knows a good she, angle. Yeah. <laughs> and she has like no boobs, but she doesn't no, care. No, she's out here. And she's really? just out here. I love it. Really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, so she had a very good uh, date with Connor. Back on the beach, Jenna and Jordan. Good. Oh jeez. So Jordan pulls Jenna aside from Benoit. She was literally in the midst of chatting with him at Benoit. And he, you know, again, he's really trying to fight for this love. And he gives another whole speech about how strong his feelings are for her and how he's scared that he'll never feel this way again for someone. Like, he really (laughs) had love at first sight with this girl or love at first date. Like, he really, I truly genuinely believe, like, he's fully, the look in Jordan's eye, he looks terrified. Like, he's scared (laughs) of what he's feeling inside his chest. Like, his heart is about to... Like anytime she's around, he's like going through it. So um, he gives his whole speech. Jenna, mm-hmm. uh, she's she's not helping the situation because as she's giving the speech, she's kind of like rubbing his ear. I know, and like I saw keeping that. him in the loop. And then they immediately start kissing. She's a man eater. This is this is that. <laughs> I know. I thought this was odd because she, while she is man eating, mm-hmm. yes, but she also isn't as like, like man eaters usually aren't very sensitive. Jenna strikes me to be the type to be very sensitive. She cares a lot about people's feelings. She doesn't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, which you can't. You can't do when you're making out with people left broad daylight. <laughs> yes two feet away from each other you can't no. be doing that and then saying like oh my god i feel so bad i hurt his feelings <laughs> what <laughs> going back and forth back and forth yeah so so yeah she's rubbing his little earlobe and then they start kissing <laughs> and so jordan now is back in the game i mean she just had this yeah. fantastic day with benoit was rolling around on the day beds during the day and now at nighttime she's back with jordan like truly bouncing back and forth um, so Jordan's yeah. back in the game. He's thinking he's the number one spot again. Um, and so he's back. Jenna and Benoit. She goes to have a chat with Benoit right after she leaves Jordan, kissing Jordan, and mm-hmm. tells Benoit how she's just very confused and she doesn't want to kiss either of them anymore because it's only making her feel worse and even more confused. Cue Benoit grabbing her face and making out. <laughs> like, literally, that. Yeah, because he's like, I don't care what you <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, that lasted mm-hmm. a second. And cue Jordan walking by and seeing them <laughs> again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I feel like the producer's like holding Jordan and then they're like, okay, you can walk now. <laughs> 
just to yeah. time it perfectly. <laughs> yes. So he sees every yeah. time they make out. Um, so yeah, he sees it and soon afterwards he pulls Benoit after they're done making out, he pulls Benoit and he is just irate. He like pulls Benoit away, they go sit by the pool and he's just going in on Benoit and pretty much is releasing all of his frustrations with Jenna out on Benoit. Right. And Benoit's right. like, I don't even want to have this conversation. Like, your issue's not with me. This isn't <laughs> this for isn't me. For yeah. me. Nor do I want to sit here with you right now. Like, go do this with right. Homegirl, because like, I don't need to do this. Um. So yeah, that love triangle is just fully happening. Meanwhile, Kenny and Annalise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Annalise is saying how she's having a great time with Kenny. You know, we see each other. He's everything I've asked for in a man. Everything. Though? And she said the same thing about Jordan. She said the same thing about right. Who, was she, who else was she with before Kenny? She's been with about everybody on this island and says oh, that man. he was the man for her. So <laughs> I think John. I want to say she. She made up with yeah, John. John I, can't I can't remember who else she was with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's out here just saying everybody's the man she's asked for, and Kenny. Kenny's the the lucky man this week. Um, Kenny pulls her aside, and you know this wasn't going to end well when anyone's <laughs> pulling her no. aside, and basically says that he has to go home because his daughter has a recital. So cute. <laughs> so cute slash I cracked up when he said this. I was like, really, Kenny? You pulled the recital, the I recital know. excuse? You were right? just not into this girl. That's yeah, it. yeah, and didn't see any <laughs> more coming, and so you said, you know what, gotta go. Bibiana's, Bibiana's gone. gone. She probably wished she picked Bibiana, mm-hmm. and then didn't. So stuck with Annalise, and he's like, you know what, my daughter got a tap dance <gasps> oh recital, and I gotta go home. <laughs> Kenny knows damn well they have these recitals every three months, all, all the damn the time. time. He could have really missed this one if he needed to. He could have stayed here and yeah. found love, but he just wasn't into it, and so. Uh-huh. Yeah. He exits yeah. to left. So poor Annalise is, she's just truly on a roller coaster, up and down, up and down. One minute she's like so happy, she's found love, she's found the man of her dreams, and literally in that mm-hmm. afternoon she's crying because he's left her or he's gone on a date with somebody else. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like up and down, up and down. I feel for this girl. Um. So Crystal finally returns from her date with Connor. And Chris is just really hoping they didn't kiss. That's all he's hoping. Like, I really, really just really hope they didn't kiss. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Connor and Chris are on the top of the steps, tonguing down. <laughs> yeah, they were rolling around in the ocean. In the ocean. And at the, yeah. before they go down to the beach, they're just getting one last makeout in. Yeah. And she finally, you know, goes down the steps, returns, and Chris pulls her aside. And he's trying to pull anything out of her, trying to get some tea about what was this date like. Mm-hmm. And Crystal, she just plays it cool. She's like, you know what? I'm tired. Let's let's just go to sleep, and I'll talk to you in the morning. Yeah. I, I loved love it. it. I, love I just loved every minute. He yeah. wanted any intel, anything. And now he has to go to bed, mm-hmm. not getting any sleep, tossing and turning, because he doesn't know what happened <laughs> on the date. And I love it. Um, so yeah, they're going to talk in the morning. The next day, bright new day. We learn Jubilee went home. Yeah, from a black and white flashback. We get a throwback B-roll conversation footage of her leaving paradise 
after John, Venmo John, had a conversation with her about how he wants them to be friends instead. And we just get B-roll. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. That's it. We get the back of the her head. The back of her That's head it. rolling out and a three-second glimpse of this conversation that they had. I'm so mm-hmm. pissed. I'm about to get up on a soapbox. Oh, you I'm too? getting okay. over you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pissed by this. I'm so pissed. Yeah, me too. All I've ever wanted to see was anybody on this beach besides Tia and Colton <laughs> and Jordan and Jenna every five seconds, Annalise crying every five seconds. Yeah. There are like mad people in paradise. There's actually a shit ton mm-hmm. of people on this beach, but we only ever see like a quarter of them. Yeah. And Jubilee and John, John unarguably is one of the most intriguing characters that's ever been on The Bachelor. It's not even just us talking and not even yeah. just writing for him as a person of color, but he's a truly very interesting person that they've ever cast yeah. Jubilee, also, very interesting girl. She, mm-hmm. not only is she beautiful and all that stuff, this is her third time being on the show. Exactly, She's yeah. a military vet. She's very smart mm-hmm. and uh, accomplished. She even, I had to like rack my brain back from when she was on Ben's season. She, um, I think she was like adopted from Haiti and has like some really really? like deep backstory. Like she has more depth Mm -hmm. and there's more things to her than like half the girls on this beach combined. And we don't get none but some B-roll of her leaving out the island. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) Like they just treat... They treat the people of color like they're afterthoughts. Yeah. Like, this ugh. is this is part of my soapbox that I was going to get on because I was um, kind of in the tweets mm-hmm. this week, real, real heavy in the tweets mm-hmm. this Monday. Um, and I saw a lot of conversation. I actually had to mute a couple of people because you all were wilding and we would have gotten into Twitter jail if I really got into it. <laughs> Um, but people who watch this show who are either like T and Colton stands or Annalise stands or whatever, just like the quote unquote typical Bachelor Nation mm-hmm. fan, keep minimalizing the problems that the people of color are facing mm. on the show. And that's what the problem is. They keep saying it's not a big deal. Nothing probably happened. What are you talking about? It's not about race. What are you saying? Oh, they got the same treatment as this one from Bachelor in Paradise 2012. <laughs> this is not, it, it, you can't keep minimizing mm-hmm. it. Like, black people are all over HBO. We're all over all of your TV screens. We're all over ABC mm-hmm. shit. We're all over everywhere. You cannot keep minimizing our mm-hmm. story. They keep, if you have a whole ass half hour date dedicated, to John and Jubilee, you have to then conclude the story. Thank you. <laughs> you cannot just end the story with a period and then say, okay, this is done. Sorry. Yeah, what? we literally no. haven't seen them since their date. We haven't seen right. any development of their love story, and now we just see them go home. And we don't see how that happened. We don't see what led no up clue. to John's decision or his conversation with her. We saw mm-hmm. nothing. <laughs> saw nothing about Jubilee wanting to stay to see if she could work it out with somebody else because all the guys were drooling over her when she got there. Oh. So she could have easily stolen somebody else. And she just didn't want to? We don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know. We never got it. 
so it's just so annoying because I feel like this was a love story that I feel like a lot of people wanted to see. We've seen so yeah. much footage of Jordan and Jenna. Um, Colton and Tia is just come on, like we're just done with this. And all we get is a 20-second flashback of John and Jubilee. Like, we didn't even get to see any footage of them at Mm -mm. all. Ugh, it was so annoying. It was just... Yeah, they really treat us like like we're extras or like decoration. Like, their love story is never prioritized, ever. Never. Never, ever, ever. And it's not fair to the people on the show because... Jubilee, she took off work like everybody else. Right. <laughs> she put in her days. Right. She put in her, her little notice for her vacation days. Just exactly. like everybody else. So why doesn't she get, you know, the same treatment on the show and get the little airtime, get her journey of love to be shown? Right. It's not even fair to the contestants. Yeah. It's it's the the minimizing of the people of color as main characters of the show that really gets on my nerves. Yeah. Very annoying. Oof. So, yeah, obviously we were not happy about that. And nope. just don't even have, with so many questions, just like unanswered. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, and we'll never have the answer. And we'll so we never have ask. the answer. <laughs> God. Um, so, yeah, th- that happened. <laughs> then we have a new arrival, Camille, the social media participant from Becca season. The worst. Yeah. The, the sixty forty. Yes. Mr. Sixty forty, where he made mm-hmm. Becca meet him forty percent of the way or or sixty percent of the way and he meets four whatever, his lame ass yeah. little entrance. Like whatever. He's boring as shit. <laughs> He's the worst. He's yeah. so boring. Um so he arrives, um, he pulls Annalise first. Um and who you know fresh off of kenny sending her home so she's she'll take anybody honestly yeah (laughs) we learned that he's from new york they're both only children um and annalise you know she's back on her 16-hour shift trying to get this rose (laughs) (laughs) she's telling everybody he's my type he's so my type oh my god God. broken record she says this about everybody Mm -hmm. um he then pulls Crystal and then pulls Chelsea. Chelsea also desperately needs a rose. Yes, so badly. She's like a forgotten person on Paradise. Like that's her and David are, and I think she's just tired of getting roses from David. So she's yeah. like, let me just <laughs> let me try and find somebody who I'm actually attracted right. to. <laughs> let me get in the game for once. Yeah. Um. And so Camille ends up cha- uh, choosing Annalise. So for their date. They go off in these, like, four-wheeler, like, dirt bike things. I don't really know what this was. The, the waterfall, like, ziplining? Well, first they were in, like, that four-wheeler, like, truck oh, thing. Oh, yeah, the ATVs. They, yeah, like, ATV thing. Yeah. Um, they ride over this bridge, which I was very proud of Annalise. I thought she was going to... I know. <laughs> I thought she was going to... This was very fit. adventurous for her. Very adventurous. Heights mm-hmm. and wobbly bridge thing. Like, I, would, I didn't know yeah. she was going to do it. Um, so, yeah, they're riding the ATVs, and they kind of go to this little area, and they swim and make out in the waterfalls and all that jazz. Um, meanwhile... Back on the beach, Kevin and Astrid. Mm-hmm. So Ke- they they're like a solid couple. Yeah. Astrid literally has not talked to any other guys. No. Nope. Kevin on day one, I think, like kissed Crystal, and that's like basically it. They've been a couple like from yeah. day one. Yeah. 
so Kevin says he's really been enjoying spending time with her. Um, and then he very oddly says that, you know, I kind of want you to go on a date with another guy. And then talks about how he almost wishes that she had dated other guys on Paradise and then chose him. Mm-hmm. Um, which, very confusing. I had to, like, wrap my head around this. <laughs> like, I know. I didn't, I didn't understand the deeper meaning behind that until he said so. Right. So, but, yeah, so he says this. It's very confusing for everybody in Astrid. Um, it's almost as if he was, like, jealous of everybody else's drama. Like, he wanted yeah, right. drama yeah. of his own. He was I just bored. Bored, yeah. Like, this is working out too good. Like, let's stir some shit up. I don't know. Yeah. So Astrid runs off crying. Um, mm-hmm. She's like, what the fuck is this? And Kevin eventually comes and he explains himself further. Um, and he reveals, he's like, look, I... So he was on The Bachelorette Canada. And he made it to the end. He right. he was Second. the winner. He yeah. Was he the winner? He No, I think he was the winner. What? I think he was the winner. He proposed oh, to the girl damn. and then they broke up after the show. So he said, look, I was on Bachelorette. I proposed. I've done this before. Everything was Mm -hmm. all hunky-dory with her until we got into the real world. And then the shit crumbled. Yeah. Um, And so what he was trying to say was that, like, they haven't really gone through any tests. They haven't had any difficulties in their, like, Mm. week or whatever that they've been on Paradise. (laughs) And that actually is making him feel insecure. Like, it's it's almost like the Blake Becca thing. Like, he feels as if it's too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he keeps he keeps going in. I, I kind of liked Chris, uh, not Chris, uh, Kevin in this moment. Kevin. Yeah. He said he almost didn't come to paradise up until the day before, because he doesn't. And he said he said something like, "I don't want to just hook up with someone for Instagram." I'm twenty. He said, "I'm 34 <laughs> years old. I don't have time for this." <laughs> wow. And then he said, he's like, I'm zero for two. I was on Bachelorette yeah. and didn't work out. I was with Ashley on Winter Games. And then she fucking broke my heart afterwards when she got engaged to J- cheated on him with Jared. Yeah. And now they're engaged. Jared, yeah. And he's like, I don't have time to play around. I'm 34. This is not mm-hmm. some Instagram shit for me. Like, this is real life. And 34, that's like, to say that as a man... Like that's right. a pretty that's some woman mature shit. thing to say. Yeah. yeah, that'd be women like yes. I'm 34. I'm trying to get out of this game. Yeah. This is his. He was saying that like he's tired of this. Yeah. Um, and then he said, "I feel bad." He was like, he feels like he's damaged. Like he was so heartbroken after Ashley, and he full on proposed to someone and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And so now he's like back in this again with Astrid, and he's like, you know, you're my dream girl, and yeah. I just keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> right. And that's, like, freaking me out. Um, and so they had a whole little moment kind of, like, confirming for each other that, you know, let's just not get in over our heads and, like, self-sabotage. Yeah. Just, let's just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> just keep going with it. Um, and, yeah, it was cute. I think it, like, it, like, solidified their relationship. Solidify their relationship. Definitely humanize Kevin. Definitely. He's definitely like, who is, who this, is this man who's supposed to be hunky who I'm not attracted to? <laughs> Don't care about him. Yeah. But now he's like the voice of reason in Paradise. Yeah. Him and Eric is. are like the two voices of reason. Yeah. So. yeah. I definitely appreciate Kevin. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was that. Jenna, Benoit, and Jordan. Still going. Okay. So Jordan is just slowly rotting from the inside out. Watching 
Jenna and Benoit just mm-hmm. canoodle do anything. This is like, as I said, this is a for real love triangle. Like she is spending time with Jordan. Yes. They're making out, looking into their eyes. I love you. And she's running over to Benoit. You're awesome. Making out. This is great. Like she's truly mm-hmm. torn and sp- like equally spending time with both of them and fucking up. All three of them are just all fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just a mess. Um, so Jordan tells her like, I can, to- like, I will fall in love with you like within days and like I, you're not meant for anybody else. Like we're supposed to be together. Um, oh it's just a lot. It's just like a lot to just throw on somebody. After they just got done making out with somebody, with somebody. else, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand this mentality. Jordan's terrified. This is what that is. Yeah. He's terrified. He's willing yeah. to put up with her making out with somebody else, as long as right. every every so often she gives him a chance to come and just speak his piece, and hopefully it yes. clicks with her one day. Like that's yeah, that's his game plan for for now. Um, Jenna, she's truly torn because she says she feels very secure with Benoit. Benoit's obviously like the logical choice. Um, mm-hmm. but with Jordan, he just, you know, has her heart and how, you know, the way he looks at her, he's looking mm-hmm. into her and, you know, this whole thing. So she finally decides in that moment that she needs to break it off with Benoit, follow her heart. Mm-hmm. She finally decides to make a decision. Um, and chooses Jordan. Um, which not sure if that's the wisest choice. <laughs> it was definitely no, probably it was head over heart. She chose heart. Yeah, right. But you can't knock right. people for following the heart. I just know that this is gonna crash and burn. Like <laughs> this is not yeah. gonna last. Um, and I can't say that Benoit was a better choice because Benoit like has issues and needs to go exactly <laughs> figure out exactly. shit out. So the thing that would scare me is that if he, Jordan can yell at Chelsea and Jubilee that way and mm. he didn't even know them like that, mm. what the fuck would he say to Jenna yeah. if she did something that like really made him mad? Ooh, yeah. I don't want to know. And Jenna, she's going to break his heart. Like she's. <laughs> oh yeah, this it's is going to be happen. her breaking his heart. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I gotta get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social Mm. media. Just the over-accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, Mm -hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me, it's been really stressing me out. I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming Mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy 
is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help from eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family. Therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 2BG1R. Like it's not going to yeah. be the other way around. And so how is he going to handle that? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so next, Love Triangle. Leo, Kendall, and Joe. Oh my god, this is preposterous. So Kendall, she's like totally into Leo, and it is mind-boggling. Me too. I thought this was crazy. This is I was nuts. like, what are they even talking about? What is going on? She says, I feel like I crave him. Like that came out of Kendall's mouth about Leo. Yeah. Yeah. Very perplexing because Kendall's kind con- she's like the nice kind of spiritual, like mm-hmm. hippie, crunchy granola tree hugger type. Very sweet mm-hmm. and like it's hard not to like her. And you would think, okay, Joe, nice, simple guy, like that makes sense. But Leo, like what? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand it at all. So yeah, she's all over in love with Leo. Mm-hmm. Everyone on the beach knows about Leo kissing Chelsea, mm-hmm. except Kendall. <laughs> so this is like word on the street that's just been passing around. Everybody knows yeah. that, yeah, he had a, a great day with Kendall, but he also made out with Chelsea on the low. And Kendall doesn't right know. Right after. Right after. Right when they came back from yeah. the date. Um, so Kendall's having a little chat with Kevin, the new, the new voice of reason. Yes. <laughs> Out here dishing advice to everybody. And she tells Kevin, like, I'm really into Leo. I can totally see it working beyond this. And Kevin's like, yeah, I mean, that's cool. But, like, he shouldn't have kissed Chelsea. And Kendall's face yeah. just drops. She's like, wait, what? And Kevin immediately is like, oh, shit. You didn't know? You didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> like... He just, I feel bad for Kevin. He assumed this was common knowledge because everybody knows. Right, because why would he know and not her? Well, yeah. yeah. And Leo, like, everybody's been talking about it. So he, mm-hmm. Kendall immediately is, like, obviously very upset, completely blindsided, had no idea yeah. that everybody was talking about this behind her back and that this even happened. Like, had no, no idea. So Kendall immediately confronts Leo and is like so you kiss Chelsea like what the fuck <laughs> like, really <laughs> Leo yeah well yeah me and Chelsea hung out Ugh. Leo's he's I know he's he's like a he's the frat boy creep he immediately immediately downplayed the kiss to hang out I was about to say he's Sarah Huckabee Sanders <laughs> yes 
<laughs> yes, blatant lies and blatant just obstructions lies. of justice. We're just going <laughs> to yes. call it uh, a hangout instead. Yeah. What? Yeah. Just like his, how his dick pics are just texts, you know? Right. <laughs> Immediately called it a hangout. Didn't even say kiss. Then he says it wasn't a makeout. It was just a peck. Mm-hmm. Then he said, you know, it was just something fun that you do when you try to get to know someone. Which is like the weird. He said that, Justine. <laughs> he said, quote, it was just something fun you know that you do to get to know someone. Make out with someone wow. in a, like, what? I don't ever, I ask questions. Yeah. Where, where are no, you from? We have conversations, maybe a laugh. Right. Maybe a laugh. How's your mom? You have siblings? What's your favorite movie? Right. Like, that's how you get to know someone. I'm not sticking right. my tongue in their mouth. I know. No. Oh my God. He, yeah, he, he desperately, just the way he handles every incident, because even I'm just thinking with the, the Becca thing, when Becca exposed his ass, oh, yeah. and his first initial yes. thought was to get on Instagram Live and, like, put some, like, laugh, laugh it off, whatever. Yeah. He like so desperately needs to undergo like HR training. It's like yes, he, he yeah. missed the Title IX workshop. He missed the <laughs> sexual no empathy harassment webinar. None, <laughs> none. His his go to is to deflect, to lie, to put it back on you, to take yep. no ownership of his actions. Like he is, none. he's such a product of like hyper masculine socialization like he is yeah like yeah full form so kendall is just sitting like he's gaslighting the shit out of her and she's just sitting here like this is ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) and she says flat out she's like well this you doing this and then hiding it from me like all of this is signs for a cheater right like it just went to central signs for a cheater and yep. we now like you've established a distrust between us mm-hmm. and like i don't even know what to think anymore and she just like walks away mm-hmm. leo now now leo is in an uproar because someone snitched on him mm-hmm. and now this is what he's putting his focus into finding the snitch yeah stomping around the island trying to find who ratted him out you know who this reminds me of? You know in Bad Girls Club? Who was that girl who was banging the pants Oh around? my god, like, Tanisha! Y'all ain't gonna sleep because of me! Y'all ain't gonna I get no sleep because of y'all! Y'all ain't gonna sleep because of me! That is a classic Bad Girls Club moment. I love Tanisha. Shout out to Tanisha. It's Tanisha, right? Shout out to Tanisha! Tanisha, yeah. 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 She was out here hosting um, the Bad yeah, Girls Club reunions. Yep, yeah, she works. Mm-hmm. She do. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this reminded me of. Mm-hmm, yeah. But white man version. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Him stomping around the island like, if you're going to rat me out, I'm going to just puff up my chest and just threaten to beat up whoever is the rat or whatever. I don't even yeah. know what he was doing. He was just saying rat in every sentence that he was just shouting to no one. <laughs> he was talking to no, <laughs> no one. one. Just shouting out to the Mexican son <laughs> about this rat. <laughs> apparently telling Kendall all these horrible details about him when really it's you. Yes. She just sees right through you. You're garbage. That's it. You're caught. That's it. Exactly. Accept it. Exactly. He's a man that like you should every woman just run far away from this guy. Sprint. Far away. He's more concerned about the person who snitched on him 
yeah. rather than recognizing that just like what he did was shady and just own his thing like own his bullshit right apologize mm-hmm. move on now yeah. he's just gonna be on this rampage of finding the snitch like mm-hmm. this is just all the way wrong this, this whole pattern of him just blaming people was just mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very troubling um so anyways kevin decides to pull leo side because it was kevin kevin right the rat apparently and he pulls him aside and says yeah i told kendall i thought she knew um as soon as i told her i immediately figured out she didn't know um and so that's you know why we're here now but it wasn't my intention to start shit and that's Mm -hmm. basically it leo he doesn't hear anything he thinks Kevin did it on purpose, he's trying to sabotage him, or... Kevin's like, Kendall's my friend, I'm not even trying to, like, hook up with her, I have Astrid. Yeah, like, I'm with Astrid. <laughs> yeah, like, like, this is not... There's no ill will here, like, I don't give a shit. Um, and then Kevin said it right, he was like, look, Kendall has two guys, she has a very tough decision to make, and I think, personally, that she should know all the facts. Mm-hmm. Like, and what would be worse is if she sends Jem- Joe home... And then finds out later that you kiss somebody, and then she regrets her decision. Right. Like that's not fair to her to to for her not to have all the full facts, basically. Mm-hmm. Leo claims that he was gonna tell Chris Kendall. That's <laughs> just some bullshit. Well, I was gonna tell her. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> I was gonna tell her. And Kevin said, he just said, tell the girl that you went on a date with that you kissed somebody else. That's the right thing to do. There's no conversation That's to be it. had. And right. Like this discussion, this back and forth, there's nothing here. <laughs> and and if, it's, if it's just something you do to get to know someone, why is it such a big deal? Why didn't you tell her? Ex- uh, thank you. Uh, exactly. He tried to downplay it. It was a peck. It's just a thing you do to get to know people. So why was you hiding it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why was it a lie? Or a, a lie by omission? <laughs> Right. <laughs> Truly. Oh my god. And Ke- Kevin, he he was dropping some gems here. So yeah, Leo yeah. says, you know, well I'll tell her on my terms. You know, is there a rule that I have to tell her? And Kevin, he just dropped the mic. He was like, well, Kendall likes that rule. She would have appreciated that. <gasps> oh. So yes, there's no rule technically in paradise, but Kendall would have liked to know. And that's all that that there's no discussion, Leo. That's it. Right. Ugh. So Kevin, he leaves. Leo has literally learned nothing from this conversation and just <laughs> continues on his like snitch rampage. Um, and then this guy is so problematic. Yeah, he's awful in every way. In every way. So mm-hmm. this pretty much starts Leo's gaslighting routine, <laughs> basically, mm-hmm. from this point forward. So firstly, he says in the confessional, quote, well, any girl who gets that upset about me kissing another girl probably wanted me to be exclusive and maybe she should have told me that. This is where he gets the nigga you ain't shit Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just garbage. Why should any girl who went on one date with you and then maybe 12 hours later have to ask you to be exclusive? Right, or just have to ask you to not <laughs> tongue down somebody five seconds later. Somebody. <laughs> right, yeah, that's not, that's not hard. No. That's not a hard ask. Not a hard ask. And this, uh, th- this mindset 
it's very similar to what he said with the whole sex, sexual harassment thing. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. those girls mm-hmm. never said anything to me. Exactly. They should have came and told right. me. Like, he accepts mm-hmm. no responsibility for his actions. No. He also accepts no responsibilities over other people's emotions. Right. Because he doesn't, I guess he doesn't feel physically threatened often. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I guess he can't relate that to feeling emotionally threatened. Mm. Mm-hmm. Even though he feels emotionally threatened all the time, clearly. Mm. Yeah. Um, but he can't, he just can't put himself in anyone else's position. No. My, not theory, my analysis of Leo is he lives so firmly in his white privilege, his male privilege, Mm -hmm. his height Mm -hmm. privilege. He's a big guy. Mm -hmm. His Mm -hmm. burliness privilege. He's a big strapping white guy who walks into Mm -hmm. any room and immediately commands attention and respect. He doesn't even have to open his mouth. People will still, Mm -hmm. regardless, they're going to listen to what he has to say. So Mm -hmm. he's never, he never gets checked. He does not get checked very often. Right. So he always is in his mindset. He's in the right. Mm-hmm. And so he accepts no responsibility for any wrongdoing because in his mind he doesn't do anything wrong because no one ever checks him because he just gets away with like everything. He just lives in this privilege that he has. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And so now we like literally watching this type of man who's like a nightmare to <laughs> many people, particularly myself as a woman of color. Um, we just see him being called the fuck out and how he's dealing with it and it's just disgusting and it's just showing mm-hmm. how terrible of a person he is so that was the first thing second part of his you know gaslighting routine he sits down with Kendall and comes out very defensive and heavy out the gate mm-hmm. you ruined my day <laughs> by making me feel like I did something wrong by kissing Chelsea. Ooh, this is this literally statement. is gaslighting. Yes. This, is, this if anyone wanted to know what gaslighting like this is it. <laughs> this is when it. You're this in the wrong because, and you put it on somebody else. And your day is not ruined because of that. Right. Your day is not ruined because of that. Your day is ruined because of whatever demons are going on in your head. Mm-hmm. And because you lied about yes. kissing Chelsea. You omitted that middle part of that sentence that is crucial. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so Kendall, she was like, well, did you kiss Chelsea? Like, are they lying? <laughs> right. And he said, well, you know, they're lying about everything, everything else about me. It's, it doesn't even matter. What matters is how we felt. What? What? <laughs> now, what are you actually saying, Leo? Huh? H U H question mark. What? Because I'm lost now. Oh my god. And so Kendall, she says, When were you planning to tell me? Like, that's yeah. the biggest. Like, when, if ever, were you planning to tell me? Mm-hmm. And again, poof, deflecting back on her. Well, when you were ready to divulge about your other relationships in paradise, referring to Joe, yeah. then I would have told you. And then he goes on this whole thing about how, well, you know, you haven't told me anything about Joe and what's going on, you know, what's your past with Joe, yada, yada, yada. You know, I hope it works out with Joe. So basically he's saying that 
he's trying to equate his little thing with Chelsea with Joe. Mm-hmm. Kendall's been on this beach with Joe for like a week. They've built yeah. a solid whatever. There's a lot of stuff with Joe. She's been tonguing down Joe. She has right. a whole relationship with Joe. There's a lot, yeah, yeah, that she has to tell you about Joe. But you know already about her relationship with Joe. You know that she's been, exactly. you know that there's history there. So what else is there really to say? Your right. shit with Chelsea was on some sneaky shit. Yes, yes. <laughs> you hit that shit for a purpose. Uh-huh. So there's no like, well, you should have came to me about Joe first, and then I would have went to you. Like, no, Leo, that's not how this yeah. works. No. Stop. Mm-mm. So poor Kendall, she's just caught off. Like his whole uh, his tone, his whole yeah, everything. This is the man who she said literally in the afternoon she was craving him. <laughs> I know. And so now this whole reaction is really throwing her for a loop. So she says, like, your reaction is breaking my heart. Our date was phenomenal. And now, like, basically, she's like, I don't even know who the fuck you are. (laughs) Like, what is this? And then he says, yeah, well, it's obvious. You know, it wasn't, the date wasn't phenomenal for you. You're a phenomenal actress. And basically calls her a liar. Yep, calls her a liar. Yep. This whole thing is so gross. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. This whole thing is gross. Like, since when is Kendall a bad guy? <laughs> like, how? how does Kendall become a in monster in your eyes? Yeah, what? Oh my god. So manipulative. So just yep. really disgusting. Like, she was just supposed to be hanging on desperately in love with you? Right. As, and she, you're supposed to be able to make out with people and she can't confront you about it? Right. Not even like she didn't come at him in any type of way. It was just like I heard you made out with Chelsea. No. Why did you feel the need to tell me this? Like, yeah. And that that was it. And she's very valid mm-hmm. in having those feelings and coming to you with that. But you now mm-hmm. can't accept no wrong, and so you're gonna be <laughs> out here with all your aggression at her. Like what? Crazy. So in that moment, grocery store Joe, you know, he's heard enough of the bickering, and he comes in to save the day, and. Pretty much everyone is done with Leo at this point on the beach. Yeah. The women have the power. He's not going to get a rose. No, All the women no hear way. him like yelling at um, Kendall and having this like mm-hmm. gross conversation. Um, and so, yeah, everybody's ready for him to go. So Joe steps in, whisks, whisks Kendall away, and pretty much wins Kendall back. Yeah. And Joe didn't have to do anything. He, <laughs> I know, he just went over there and was like, you guys done? Yeah, y'all and done? <laughs> pulled Kendall off the day bed and then left. Went, left, went on the day bed. Yeah. They had a, a little conversation and then she realized in that moment that I don't know what fucking planet she's been living on for the past 24 hours, yeah. but she came back down to earth and uh, is back with Joe. Yep. Meanwhile, Benoit and Jenna... Um, Benoit is not happy that he basically got dumped <laughs> by Jenna mm-hmm. and um, kind of gives his two cents to Jenna. Jenna, she can't handle the emotion, so she runs off crying and confides in Jordan and, you know, weirdly says that Benoit yelled at her, which I did not Didn't hear happen. a yell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did not yeah. happen. Jordan, you know, trying to stand up for his woman, he runs to Benoit. I heard you yelled at her. You're making her cry. Wells is like, yeah, also can second. Did not hear a yell. <laughs> just putting that out there. <laughs> um, basically, Jordan and Jenna, they're just, they love drama. They love the drama. They've mm-hmm. created this drama. Mm-hmm. Benoit is just wanting to kind of exit himself out, and now he's like getting dragged into this drama more. Like, it's just too much. 
The next day, Benoit comes to his senses, realizes he needs a rose, and so he needs to start <laughs> leaving John in the dust and find anybody else. And yeah. so he starts to cozy up to Chelsea, who mm-hmm. is, like, just everyone's plan B at this point, which is really sad. <laughs> I thought that as well yeah. when she was sitting on that hammock. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, girl, you're just waiting for leftovers at this point. This yeah, is terrible. just getting all the scraps. Yeah. So, so Benoit's in here all googly eye, giving her all the eyes and laying in the hammock mm-hmm. with her like she's the number one girl. You know but... what it is? I th- I think it's Chelsea's wardrobe. Chelsea is often very covered up. Really? I don't even notice. I don't know. A lot of those girls are running around in straight up. That's true. Jeans. Everybody's ass is blurred out the whole time. Yes. Mm. Lots of black boxes everywhere. And Chelsea being mother mother is <laughs> not gonna be out yeah. here but that's that's probably exactly why she's not getting picked the way she mm. is because she's not like nude and guys first and foremost think with their penises so that's that leads right. the way first yes. and then the intellect right. and the other qualities so yes that could be maybe she's too she's too wholesome for this crowd yeah but yeah. i mean stick with your guns i don't want to see her out here her ass hanging out just because like <laughs> Stick with uh, your morals. And yes, I have a child back home and I can't be out here, so. Like, right. Um, So, suddenly a date card arrives, randomly, and it's given to Eric, your boo. So exciting. Very exciting. Totally forgot Eric was even on the beach. Like, (laughs) Angela, (laughs) also haven't seen her ass in forever. Um, so Eric gets a date card. He obviously asks Angela. That's who he's been kicking it with this mm-hmm. whole time. Um, Angela is smitten. She is really I into know. Eric. She loves yeah. him. She said, I 100% see potential to fall in love with Eric. He treats me like a princess. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's also very excited for this date. This is her first date in Bachelor World. She never even went on a group date on her season. <laughs> I know, which is crazy to me because she's, she's very really pretty, pretty and she seems mm-hmm. nice, but that's probably not enough. enough. Um, so yeah, so they go off on their date and they arrive at this fancy hotel. Um, they walk down this hallway. There's like this woman throwing rose petals, like very coming to America. I thought that yeah. as well. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like a okay. Mexican coming to America. <laughs> yeah, and they arrive at this very swanked out suite. Like, really, really nice suite. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bathtub full of ice and champagne. There was a golden toilet. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yep. There was a lot of seafood. A lot of food. So yeah. that tells me that The Bachelor knows that niggas love seafood. We sure do. We love a good crab leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And a good shrimp. Love a good scrum. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so, yeah, they're just in this uh, suite. They put on their robes. They, they're opening up, you know, all the gifts and things like that. The doorbell rings, a butler brings this giant, ridiculous <laughs> ice cream sundae. It was humongous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it rings again. They bring in this cart of cheeses. Since Eric's new catchphrase this season. Oh, yeah. Like, don't don't move, move the, the cheese. cheese. Steal my cheese. Move with the cheese. Something. I don't know. I still don't understand it, but okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, they're just sitting and chatting. Eric, you know, it's been so effortless with us. Angela, yeah, we're always on the same page. I love getting to know you every day. You know, I feel like we're at the starting point of falling in love. And Eric says in his little confessional that Angela's the one. 
Still don't have much context for that, but I just have to accept it for what yeah, it is. Yeah, we'll blame the producers for not showing us nothing. <laughs> yep, I know every inch of Jenna's mm-hmm. brain. Every morsel of tea and Colton. Yep, every crevice. Mm-hmm. Don't really know that much about Angela or Eric. Nope, not a thing. But, oh, but okay, right. whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so, yeah, so that's that. Back on the beach, Crystal, Connor, and Chris. So, Crystal, remember, she came back from her date, never talked to Chris, <laughs> just went to bed. Right. Um, and so, Chris decides to set up this little date for the two, like, little, you know, makeshift date for the two of them. Mm-hmm. Sets up these two yoga mats and tells Crystal that he wants her to teach him yoga. How is this? This is her this job. This is her motherfucking job. You're putting her to work right now. <laughs> like, yeah. She was fine laying in the hammock, mind her own business. Now you're about to right. make her teach a fucking Bikram yoga class. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like it's not like her hobby. This is her, her job. job. Right. She so do this. why are you... Ugh, it's, it, that just showed me that he knows he has nothing in common with her. Mm. And so he's like, oh, she knows how to do yoga. Mm-hmm. Let me try and try and learn it real quick. Mm-hmm. And bond yeah. with her. He also just has poor read on people. Like, you're putting together yeah, a cute date so... for the two of you guys. Put together something that the two of you can enjoy. Together. He, it didn't even, like, cross his mind that, like, maybe Crystal might not enjoy this because she does this for a living. <laughs> like, Right, yeah. So just bad read chris um so yeah they have their little yoga day whatever next day john venmo john he mm-hmm. i mean jubilee went home packing so now he's wondering who the fuck he's gonna get a rose from um but he's always had a little thing with kendall so he's this is so preposterous <laughs> this, is nuts. this was so stupid to <laughs> me so dumb he's always had a little thing with kendall so he wants to try and mm-hmm. reignite that even though, How? like, she's literally in the midst of this drama with Joe and Leo and all this and stuff. Leo. John, this was not smart. John, this made me know and realize why you're single. Mm, why's up? He's lazy. <laughs> this is just being lazy. Mm. If you're saying, oh, yeah, I think I had that thing with Kendall. Let me go try and just make out with her real quick on the day bed. <laughs> see if I can steal her from Joe. What? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. You did not do any work throughout her going to the date with Leo, her Mm -hmm. literally married to grocery store Mm -hmm. Joe. None of that. You just said, oh, shit, I got to stay. Hopefully someone else comes. (laughs) But in the meantime, (laughs) I think I looked at Kendall in the eyes (laughs) once Monday. Mm -hmm. So let me just go. (laughs) What? Oh, that's true. Like, even Kevin's been putting in more work with Kendall than than John. Yes. Like, John should have been the one to, like, you know, tell about the kiss and, you know, know, have a little side conversation with her, confide in her and all that stuff. But, Mm -hmm. no, this is last-ditch effort and grabs Kendall to go into daybed. Um, Tells her he's been attracted to her and, you know, she agrees. Like, they've really enjoyed their time together talking and all that. And then they make out. And this was a mutual makeout. This was not just a John kissing Kendall. This was Kendall I know, was she... fully into this as well. Which, mm. yes. <laughs> That's not what she tells Joe. Um, so yeah, so she makes out with John and 
she immediately regrets it. Like literally, as she pulls mm-hmm. her face away, you can just tell. Like she just. You can tell she was like. I, <laughs> why did I just do that? What was the purpose of this? So meanwhile, Joe he's off talking with Eric. Eric is you know giving his daily word to people, and <laughs> <laughs> Eric's read on the situation. He thinks that Kendall is scared of Joe because Joe's just very different mm-hmm. from the type of guy she's dating or dates. She typically goes for people who are similar to her, hence, like, John. I, th- I could see the kind of similarity with, like, John. Yes. Absolutely. Leo, I don't really know what the fuck that no. is. But, um, yeah, he's, he thinks that Joe is too different from what she typically dates, which is why she's kind of, mm-hmm. like, running to all these other people that, like, remind her of herself or whatever. Yeah. So, Kendall, fresh off of John, she merely runs to go tell Joe um, and explains that you know, John kissed her, <laughs> is how she put it, which is not the full truth, Kendall. <laughs> Puts it all on you John. You leaned in, girl. Yeah, yeah, definitely leaned in. It was very mutual. <laughs> um, and and then says, you know, she keeps explore, quote unquote, exploring her curiosity with other guys because she really thinks that she's just scared of falling in love with Joe. Mm-hmm. And Joe admits to her. I, Finally, I think I don't, I don't know if he's ever officially said to her that he's falling for her. He's been doing this a lot in the confessionals. No. Yeah. Yeah. Confessionals. And to Wells too. He told Wells. To Wells. To everybody else, but mm-hmm. he finally in this moment tells her that he's falling in love with her too, and they're all cute and pretty much in that moment like officially become a couple. Yeah. Right? Um. And Joe says, you know, hopefully guys will stop kissing my girlfriend. That'd be nice. <laughs> I love how he talks. I love it too. I just the, love it. the accent has I grown on me. Oh my god, yeah. I love it. I love how she was like, I'm really scared of like falling in love with you. And he was like, I'm falling in love with you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like very it. court. It's like very yeah. straight into the point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, time for the cocktail party. The women have the power. Mm-hmm. Um, Annalise gives a nice little toast, you know, to love. This, you know, a little cliche, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, Leo mm. decides to give a toast oh. of his own. God. And he says, you know, Kendall, it's nice getting to know you, but, you know, it's a real shame you're full of shit. What is with this guy? He, I think he's really threatened by the fact that everyone loves her and that she's so nice. She killed him with kindness, too. Mm-hmm. Just like she murdered Crystal, mm-hmm. she killed him with kindness as well. Mm-hmm. And it's eating him inside his soul. God. And you would think <laughs> when someone like her like is killing him with kindness that maybe that would be a learning moment for him to be like, oh, shit. She's a really mm-hmm. nice person. Maybe I should just not be so aggressively terrible. <laughs> like, who goes into a toast and says, Kendall, you're full of shit in front uh, of Kendall. everyone? Kendall! <laughs> <laughs> what? One thing Kendall's not is full of shit. She speaks her exactly. emotions. She speaks exactly how she feels very plainly. Yeah. She's very good with her words and very open and honest. Yes. Full of shit yeah. is one thing she is absolutely not. That is so ridiculous that it's laughable. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and you immediately just look like a dickwad, Leo. Like, no yeah, one is on you your look side. Like, yeah. No one sees yeah. your side. Um, so he tells her she's full of shit, and then he says, you know, looking around the room, all I see is a bunch of bullshit. Good luck to everyone. Good luck to grocery store bitch. 
and then walks away. Mm. Joe follows up and behind him, rightfully so, and was like, say that shit to my Listen, face, nigga, what the fuck? With that big dick energy. Mm, yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Two people would, well, actually, no. Leo probably has overcompensation for, like, that, yes. no dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And so, yeah, so Joe falls up, like, say that to my face, the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then we see the quote-unquote fight that's been <laughs> teased in the preview for forever. It was literally nothing. Leo throws mm-hmm. a drink on Joe. The camera's moving all over the place. We can't actually see anything that's happening. I know. I was annoyed because I thought I saw Eric, like, literally flying through the air. Oh, what? Like, I thought I saw him... I thought it was his navy blue polo <laughs> I saw literally jump on top of Leo. What? Yeah, I didn't. But I probably gotta watch it again. Yeah. Frame by frame, guys. I feel yeah, frame by frame. I feel like ABC maybe they can't show fights. Oh shit, probably. I feel like I see this. Yeah. Old, this isn't like. Yeah, not even just on. A&E. Right, it's ain't Love and Hip Hop reunion or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <I'm laughs> or Bad Girls Club. Yeah. So I feel like they they can lead up to fights, but whenever it gets to that fight moment, they do the whole, like, the camera moves everywhere, and, like, we can't see what's happening. Kind of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, Kendall, I mean, Joe, you know, gets his shirt wet, and that's basically it. Mm -hmm. Um, Kendall, she's all happy. Joe defended her. She feels safe now. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) So Leo home uh, leaves, which means that three guys are going home. Um, mm-hmm. So the guys who are pretty much not coupled up are Benoit, David, who I totally forgot was even there still. <laughs> yeah. Venmo, John, and Connor, who like just arrived. Mm-hmm. And the only woman who is not coupled is Chelsea. Mm-hmm. So Chelsea is the bachelorette right now. <laughs> yep. And has these four guys who have to court her. So first up is David. Now, David, very weird strategy. <laughs> I know, lying, firstly, saying that he thought he had a real connection with Chelsea. If, well, so my read on how he went to her was that, because he kept saying, like, as a friend, I thought he was trying to get her rose as a pity rose, because he was saying that next week, you know, the girl that he's really into might come. And mm-hmm. so, like, yeah. Chelsea as a friend, like, look out for me as a friend. You know, we have a good friend yeah. connection, but, like, give me your rose so next week I can, like, find the love of my life. Basically. Right. Which, why Which, would that what ever? What the fuck? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would she save yeah. you so you can send her home next week and save somebody else? Right, like, yeah. Made zero sense, David, but okay. Um, next, Venmo John and Chelsea um, have a cute little moment. Um, you know, chit chat it up. They have a little kiss. And we learned that Chelsea's ex was half Asian. Half Asian. And so John is feeling good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I ain't mad at him. Work what you got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. And then Connor and Chelsea. Connor rolls up to the daybed, shirt literally buttoned down to his navel. <laughs> to the fourth button again. All the way down. Yeah. Um, and they share this little dry, dusty kiss. Like, there was nothing. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, and then Benoit, fourth person. I totally forgot. It was another guy. Benoit yeah. and Chelsea. Um, Benoit, he's just spitting all these words. Everything he says with that accent just sounds wonderful. So he tells her that, you know, I don't want the rose tonight. If, 
if you want mm-hmm. me in your life, that will be my rose. <laughs> All these like very yeah, he's like flowery, flowery statements. Mm-hmm. Right. Benoit is desperate to fall in love. Yeah, doesn't matter with who it's with. Doesn't matter who, because he was just mm-hmm. obsessed with Jenna, and now he's talking mm-hmm. about how he wants Chelsea in his life. Like, like what? Yeah. How like that's enough. He doesn't need to doesn't stay in need paradise. To stay in paradise. So stupid. I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel kind of bad for Chelsea. <laughs> oh my god! I feel horribly for Chelsea. Everyone around her. Imagine this. You're on this beautiful island, and mm-hmm. everyone around you is in love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you're the nineteenth wheel. Like <laughs> everyone's falling in love. Like this is a nightmare. You're just seeing yeah. love all around you, and that's the one thing you want the most. And and then on top of that, the guys who are left. You don't know if they want you mm-hmm. or they're just sticking around for next week to see who else is coming. Literally all of them, except for David, have gone on a first date with a day card with somebody else. With someone else. Yeah. Like, you now, are the second choice. Yeah. Suddenly Chelsea's the one and they want to yeah. kiss and want her in her life. Like, <laughs> so she literally, she can't trust anyone here. It's no. really sad. It sucks. Mm-hmm. And That's then like. horrible. After this rope ceremony, the guys immediately have the power, and she's back yeah. to being feeling insecure again. Yeah, it's terrible. And so yeah, time for the rope ceremony. The roses go out as planned. Crystal gives to Chris, Gospel mm-hmm. Chris. Kendall gives to Joe. Tia and Colton. Jenna and Jordan. Astrid and Ke- Kevin. Angela and Eric. And then Chelsea. She has to choose between Benoit, John, David, and Connor. Mm-hmm. And she chooses John Venmo John. Yeah, this I was like, <laughs> what? But then I was not surprised at all. Nah, yeah, he's Benoit. He reeks of desperation. I know, like I he know. smells so bad of it. It's yeah. terrible. I smell him through the television. I know. I know. Chelsea has to pick up on it. It has to be a turnoff. To yeah. I, I so I co-signed the John Chelsea thing. I mean, I just want to see anything with Venmo John, so that's okay. just the first sure. thing. Yeah. And then Chelsea, they treat single parents on the show in a very similar way that they treat people of color on the show. A very yes. They're thrown in as an afterthought. Yeah. You never actually know if the people who are there are actually even into people right. who are have, kids. have had kids or have yeah. kids. If they ever have experience with it or whatever. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's a crapshoot. It's just like the people of color. You don't know if they're even into you or people that right. look like you. Yeah. So I want to see her find somebody. Yeah, um, me too. So, sure. Try Benoit John. Let's see. Um, and yeah, Benoit, he storms out and shambles. Doesn't even say goodbye to Chelsea. This is where um, he gets my Becky of the Week. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like... Well, first of all, don't they, um, doesn't he live in Canada as well? Maybe yeah. he can get Kevin's therapist's number. Right. Because <laughs> he desperately needs someone to talk to. Very but much so. But the fact that he was huffing and, like, keeled over crying over two breakups in 48 hours mm-hmm. from 12 hours of knowing both of these people <coughs> mm-hmm. was just, it's just not enough to warrant all of this. Like, you need to put yourself together. Yeah, you have to. You You should not be in shambles like this. No. (laughs) Uh -uh. You should not be in shambles. Watching this in breakdown, it made me think, I don't know if you've seen this video that's floated around on like YouTube Tumblr of Eartha Kitt, where she, it's like an old video, you know Eartha Kitt, the old actress? Yeah, yeah. 
is this video where she did an interview this is back in like the 70s or something and this man in the interview says to her like you know what did you want a man in your life or wouldn't that make oh, you happier yes and her immediate reaction is to bust out laughing yes she howls laughing yeah and it's like a man in my life will make me better like yeah. is that a joke She's like, no, I'm complete in myself. If a man comes into my life as a supplement, that's mm-hmm. great. But I'm out here being my own bad self, and that's yep. it. And that made me think, like, Benoit needs to get to that point. Yeah. You can't. At least halfway there. At least Jesus. halfway there, my dude. Like, <laughs> you need to be full. And this is for Benoit and everybody. You need to be everybody. full of love in yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't show up broken and in tattered pieces like this trying to find someone to fill that void it's mm-hmm. not going to work this is how you leave paradise after four days mm-hmm. in shambles because you broke up with two girls that you knew for five seconds like, <laughs> come on you need to be stronger than this yeah yeah need to be stronger than this so he i hope he gets the help that he needs um because i really yeah. like benoit he's i he's know i think he's a great catch otherwise yeah he's definitely a catch very good looking mm-hmm. love the accent Mm-hmm. Totally want the best for him, but he's got to go work on himself. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, ceremony's over. The next day, we have a new arrival. Mm-hmm. People are still coming. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, our new arrival is Olivia, mm-hmm. who, black girl, pretty, pretty black girl from mm-hmm. Ari season. She went home night one, I think. Yeah, night one. Yeah. Really pretty. She's also very young, though. I, I think. know. I thought that. Isn't she twenty three? Like or one of the twenty three year olds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go have fun, but this is okay. <laughs> like, um. So she walks in. You know, everybody's shook because she's cute, and yeah. so all the girls are like clinging to their guys. Like, and her outfit's to... not playing either. Outfit was not playing. Yeah. And so yeah, all the girls are clinging to their guys real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Olivia, it's just a bad time to come in because yeah. like there's so many solid relationships that mm-hmm. it's like kind of pointless almost being here. Um, so she pulls a bunch of people aside. She eventually pulls John aside, um, Venmo John, and you know they he he's from Chicago. She lives in Chicago. He tells her he's not pursuing anyone. Um, so I guess Chelsea's not. Yeah, Chelsea's out. Yep. <laughs> Chelsea's already out. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And, and and so he goes off on this date with Olivia. Um, and so for their date, they, they go off at night and they basically crash a quinceanera. This is the most broke boy ass date I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I wonder how they like did this. They like, called the catering company and said, "You got two more plates." Oh, like we want to shoot on these days. What event do you have going on? Yeah, what you got going on? <laughs> right, we'll pay for the DJ or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll pay for the DJ, extra <laughs> garlic bread, extra garlic bread. And so, yeah, they crash the quinceanera and quinceanera, and they um, basically just dance and have fun and kiss. We literally see no conversation between the None. two of them. None. Again, we get nothing. Yeah, we get nothing nothing um the next day or the same day who knows because the days are all (laughs) the days are all jumbled in this editing room cassandra arrives Mm -hmm. now cassandra was from juan pablo season five years ago she's 26 what 
which means she was 21. 21. <laughs> yes. Trying to date that daddy, Juan Pablo? Juan Pablo He's the father. He's a father. But, oh, but Cassandra, Cassandra is a mother. Yeah. She's a single mother. But I was just shocked that she was... Because she said Juan Pablo season. I was like, damn, they dug her up. And then her age, I was like, damn, 26. <laughs> that means she was a baby on his season. Yeah, yeah. So she was from Juan Pablo season. She was also on Bachelor in Paradise, I think, season one. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so this is her third chance. Um, when she was on um, Paradise, she fell for, I want to say his name was Jonathan, the black guy. Oh. And they had a whole little relationship for a little bit. Oh. Also, she's a mother uh-huh. to a biracial son. No. Oh, uh-huh. so Cassandra got a tight. Cassandra got a tight. <laughs> so you know, you know who she was coming to Paris uh-huh. for. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then somebody said on Twitter, I just looked on Twitter. Somebody said on Twitter that she used to be engaged to some basketball player. Cassandra. Who I'm guessing is a tall black nigga, so. Yeah. <laughs> She definitely got a type, so she out here. Oh, my God. Cassandra, get it together, girl. Mm -hmm. Why is she so single? Still out here. So she she pulls Colton first. She got athletes. She likes athletes, too. (laughs) Shit, I didn't even see that until now. Pulled Colton. Colton was like, nah, I'm up to you. And then she pulls Eric. And, oh, boy. Eric starts. Here we go. Here we so go. So Eric, Eric is with Angela. Like this is a thing. Yeah, yeah. Eric uh-huh. is with they Angela. We're all in. They are fully in. Yeah. He said that she's the one. They're not dating anybody else. Had a good date. Everything. But not really. See, this is the thing that Angela. This is why I think she hasn't dated like nigga niggas before. What? Because really, what you have to do, you can't just say like, "Oh, are we all in?" And he says, "Yeah, we're all in." Because that only means for the day. That doesn't mean for, you know, the rest of time. You have what? to get them to say, am I your girlfriend or no? Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. No? That's, that's how you got to lay it out. You got to pull. they'll start blaming the sun, the moon, Mercury in <laughs> retrograde. Jesus told me, you know. <laughs> this is too much. This is some bullshit. Yeah. Eh, well. You should not have to pull out every morsel of every word of honesty out of these guys. This is crazy. So Eric, who is fully in a relationship with Angela, but he's going to pretend like he ain't. He sits down with Cassandra and basically downplays what he has with Angela. Says, Mm -hmm. you know, we're taking things slow. I'm open, you know, to, you know, whatever you got going on. Meanwhile, Angela, she's feeling very confident. She's telling everybody she has nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. Eric and I are committed to each other. We already said all the things last night, blah, 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 blah. Well, Cassandra invited Eric on the date and he said yes without yep. hesitation. Nope, not at all. <laughs> no hesitation there. And so this made me think, so question I want to put out there. The ultimate question of like paradise is, is it, if you have a seemingly sure thing with someone, do you bother to test the waters with anybody else? Mm. Like, are you doing, are you doing yourself a disservice by not going out with other people? Mm-hmm. Or are you doing the right thing by sticking like staying loyal to your one little person. So my thoughts on this, I think that the problem or the flaw in the formula for this TV show is that the girls come here for one reason and the guys come here for another. Oh, 
the girls come here to be Ashley, I, and Jared, or whoever, mm-hmm. who, who are, like, successful ones, right? The, the ones who have babies and are married with a white picket fence. That's why yeah. the women come. Mm-hmm. The guys are like, I'm just here to have fun, meet some mm-hmm. new people, and hang out. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. get mad pussy. <laughs> so, <laughs> and free vacation. Uh-huh. So, you get these girls who, if you're not steering the game right, the way that, like, Crystal or even, like, Tia, who was, like, Ugh. like spinning Colton into a relationship. Yeah. Like, lassoing. Tricked him in. He'll wake <laughs> up tomorrow. Tricked him into a relationship. He'll wake up tomorrow and be like, fuck, I gotta get here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um... Then you're not gonna end up with that fairy tale ending that these girls want, and then these guys are like, "Damn, I feel bad, but like this other girl looked good, so mm. I'll see you later." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a really good point. Yeah, and that's um, yeah, that's like this bachelor world. Like these women, mm-hmm. women, we're looking for love. I'm sure yeah. there's a sprinkling of the girls in there that are there for Instagram or whatever, but for the most part, <laughs> or just there to maybe get mad dick. Who knows? Or get mad dick, but. Mostly the women there are genuinely looking for love, I believe. But the men, their intentions are on a case-by-case basis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, some are there for love, some there for Instagram, some mm-hmm. this, some that. Like, yeah, you just never really know. Yeah. And, yeah, Eric, oh, no, this was very perplexing. Um, so, Eric he agrees to go on this date and he of course owes Angela explanation so he yes. pulls her aside and says to her like you know I know I literally told you yesterday that <laughs> I won't date anybody else but uh I woke up today and felt differently mm-hmm. so I'm going on this date and I really like you but I want to explore and mm-hmm. Just all this bullshit. Angela is pissed. Yeah, she's really mad. And I totally... I'm right there with her. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Because she feels like... She feels lied to. Yeah. She was lied to. She was lied to. (laughs) Now now the excuse is suddenly you woke up this morning and you feel differently. What are you talking about? I'm telling you, man. The tide came in and now he feels differently. This is some bullshit. Mm Mm-hmm. So she's pissed. She storms off. She's crying. She's crying out of anger. Like she's, yeah, yeah. she's feeling some type of way. And now all the girls in paradise are like a little shook because they're like, fuck, these men yeah. ain't shit. Right. Right. <laughs> if Eric can wake up today and feel some type of way. Who the hell mm-hmm. else is there that's going to wake up and, and tell me I ain't shit. And that was the episode. Mm-hmm. We did get a preview of next week. And apparently next week is three fucking three hours on Monday. Hours long. I can't even. On my Labor Day. <laughs> Honestly. Oh my god. This is, that's way too long. I love Oof. this shit, but that's way too long. Yeah. So anyways, it does look like we have a lot of drama that's going to be coming next week. Uh, basically, everyone was crying in the preview. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Jared is going to propose to Ashley I, so I'm definitely going to go cook dinner during that. Yeah, fuck out of here. It's yeah, a no. good mm-hmm. chunk of the hour, an extra hour I don't need. Um, Eric is now in this love triangle that he created for no fucking reason. <laughs> well, because he wanted to go out with Cassie. 
You want to go out with Cassandra? Just he played it out wrong though. He yeah. Play, he said way too many too things. Much. Way too much yep. to Angela literally mm-hmm. yesterday. And now going out with Cassandra. I get wanting to, you know, play the fields and whatnot. This is not the way, nor the mm-hmm. time. Um, we have some other visitors. Jaden Tanner come. Carly and Evan. They're bringing their kids and everything like that. Um, a new arrival, Shoshana, arrives um, to Paradise. I mm-hmm. don't know who she is. She is going to be going on a date with Camille mm-hmm. and then Annalise accuses her of being a witch witchcraft yeah of witchcraft and putting the voodoo on Camille or something I don't even yeah. know yeah who knows um and also saw that Jordan uh yeah. Winter Games is gonna be there Winter Games yeah mm-hmm. which he seems like an asshole so I don't really know how that's gonna appeal to anyone but right and like why are they still bringing people <laughs> There's like right. nine solid couples. Or yeah. at least they seem solid, but who knows? We'll see. And yeah, so that was the episode, everybody. Mm-hmm. Please rate, review, subscribe. Please go do the things. Much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't forget to email us your mailbag questions, our mailbag episode. Yep. <laughs> it's coming up September twenty-fourth. Rewind to the top of the episode if you want to rehear the themes that we're going to be discussing. Mm-hmm. Um, but send us your emails that, or send us your questions, concerns that come up as it relates to those themes. And hit us up on Twitter, handle number two BLK Girls, the number one Rose. And when you email your questions over, email them to the number two Black Girls, the number one Rose at gmail.com. Yep. And that's it. All right. That's it, guys. Sweet. Another one down. Yep. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.